the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. Filling in for Philip Naiman this week is Scott McAfee. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. And welcome to the Firing Line Radio Show. I am Scott McAfee. I'm the owner of Don's Bike Store in Rialto and Redlands, and I'm filling in for Philip Naiman. Phil is off this week. He'll be back in next week. And I do need to make my normal disclaimer that I am not a professional radio talk show host. No, just an incredible simulation. Actually, the fact of the matter is I'm just a regular person, just like you, but I'm very politically incorrect and I have a big fat mouth and I'm not afraid to use it, which of course makes me the perfect fill-in host for Phil. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, I do need to point out one of the sponsors of the show, and that is Bullseye Sports. Uh, which is located on the corner of Brockton and Arlington in the city of Riverside. For all your guns and ammo needs, go to Bullseye Sports. You can check them out online at bullseyesports.com. The phone number is 951-823-0211. Once again, for all your guns and ammo needs, check out Bullseye Sports or go to on the website bullseyesports.com, or you can call them at 951-823-0211. One, one. I also, now that I'm on the air filling in for Phil, I do need to plug our own event, which is coming up August the 26th. Uh, this is a, a comedy show. It's a comedy and dinner show, and it's actually a fundraiser for Larry Elder, our own Larry Elder, who's running for governor. So it's going to be a great event. It's August the 26th at the Marconi Auto Museum, which is located in Tustin. If you want to buy tickets, you can go to Mala Comedy, which is Make America Laugh Again Comedy, but it's malacomedy.com, M-A-L-A comedy.com to buy tickets. Uh, again, all the proceeds are going to go to help be Larry Elder become, hopefully, the next governor of California. One more time, that's malacomedy.com. I'm going to be the MC. We have some fantastic comedians. It's got first-class dinner, and the venue is actually amazing. There's like... $30 million worth of cars in this place at the Marconi Auto Museum in Tustin. So once again, malacomedy.com. I'm so excited to be with you guys. We have a great show in store for you. And with me on online, actually, he's not in studio, uh, is my favorite co-host, Jody Swan, a.k.a. That Conservative Girl. Jody, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. No, it's awesome. And by the way, um, Jody's not in studio because she, like, I guess millions of others in Californians are bailing the hell out of here. They're leaving the state <laughs> and leaving me alone, which just stinks. All the productive people are leaving and the dirt bags are just piling in. And look, you're, a couple of years from now, you're going to be watching the news and it's going to be me on my rooftop with my AR-15. <laughs> it's going to look like the Alamo. And you're gonna, your kids are gonna be like, don't you know that guy, mommy? Yeah, yeah, that's Scott. Wow, he's a pretty good shot. Oh, there he goes. Oh, that's too bad. Well, let's turn on something else. And it's gonna be like, uh, like Benghazi. That's what it's gonna be like in a couple of years. Anyways, Jody. Um, so we we're talking about you're leaving, obviously California. Uh, tell everybody where you're going and where you're at right now, and why. So I decide. Well, 
as you know, it's been a long time coming. I've wanted to get my kids out of California for a long time for a myriad of reasons. You know, I don't think it's a great place to raise them. It was super difficult for me to start a life there. Um, certainly much more difficult than it was for my parents. And I think just the way things are headed, that's going to be even harder for my own children. And I'd like to set down roots somewhere where they could actually grow up and like start a decent life um, without having to be a millionaire. Um, not to mention just, um, it's just, you know, the taxes are so crazy high and, and why, you know, what do we get for that? Nothing. We live in a slum. Even if you live in one of the nicest parts of California, there's still homeless people all over the side of the freeway and needles when you take your kids to the park. I mean, it's just, you know, it's bad. It's not, I think we can all agree. It's not the best place to raise kids. Your kids are pretty much grown. So you don't really have the same issue that I do. Um, but so uh, we're moving to Georgia and my best friend's aunt is a travel agent. So she told me, hey, take the northern route since you're going in the summer. And I didn't really have a set date that I needed to be in Georgia by. So we said, heck, let's do it. Let's drive all the way up the coast of California. And then we went through Oregon and Idaho and we are now in uh, Bozeman, Montana, which is a really awesome town. Loving it so far. Um, but it's been a super eye-opening trip. Um, I've learned so much, so much that I didn't know in my 33 years. I just turned 33 a couple days ago. Happy belated birthday, uh, Jody. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was super surprised. Um, and this is kind of like you know, relevant to firing line. I was super surprised when we went through um, to see the Redwoods. That was like our big stop in California that we were super excited about. We wanted to spend a lot of time there. We had just wanted to see that for a long time and had never been up that direction. And so um, we stopped in Humboldt County to see the Redwoods, which are amazing. If you haven't seen them, go see them. I, it's just one of God's creations that's, it, it's hard to wrap your head around how something can be 2000 years old and 300 feet high and 14 feet across. So you can drive your car through it. I mean, they're incredible. I have pictures of my daughter, you know, running through the forest and she looks like a little fairy nymph. I mean, it was just absolutely magical. The most beautiful place I've ever been to hands down. But the crazy thing is, and I didn't know this before, but apparently Humboldt County produces 60% of the marijuana for the entire country. So you have a county that, um, and as I was driving in there, I was just like kind of thinking about like, why is this such a leftist haven? You know, like what happened to create that? Because, uh, you know, on the drive up, you just pass miles and miles and miles of farmland, you know, um, dairy farms and beef farms and wheat fields and you're like you know why why did this area that you would you know just looking at it you'd think this is probably like a conservative community how did this become so liberal that they haven't voted a dem or a republican in in like decades well it's because of the the marijuana that's produced there um and i you know, we kind of like rolled into town and were really surprised because it was like we were walking around 
with a bunch of zombies. Like everybody is totally baked. You can't get any good service anywhere, even if you're at a, you know, the nicest restaurant in town. We stayed at the nicest Airbnb we could find and it reeked of pot and was the nastiest place I had ever stayed in my entire life. And I'm not a fancy person or anything. I mean, we're out here camping in the middle of the woods, but I would not stay in this place again. I would sleep in my car if I had to over this. I, it was bad. I couldn't give my kids like a bath in the bathtub because there was like chipped tile. They could have cut them. So, I mean, it was, and this was the nicest place. And I talked to the owner and she was very proud of it. And she was telling me, I hope you enjoy the upgrades we've made. And I'm like, what is wrong with these people? I mean, this, the community was just, it had fallen so far. The community was like stepping into a third world country. Meanwhile, you're surrounded by the most beautiful scenery you've ever seen in your life. And I'm like, why is that? So I watched a documentary on it and um, there was a sheriff talking and he said, you know, there's nothing about this climate or soil or anything that like produces the best marijuana in the world. People literally come here because it's so easy to hide out. Um, And you couple that with the fact that California makes it excruciatingly difficult for a law-abiding citizen to carry a weapon, and you have just like a recipe for disaster. Um, So Humboldt County has like the highest per capita missing persons rate in the entire state. It's, I think, 717 people per 100,000 go missing in Humboldt County. And in the entire state, it's 384. So, I mean, it's incredibly dangerous. You know, you can't let your kids out of your sight. If you have two brain cells to rub together, you don't live there. You know, Um, it's like the Wild West. And it's because if you just wander onto somebody's illegal growing operation, you get shot. You know, they'll just kill you. And it's, It doesn't get reported to the police. Nobody talks to the police because you can't if you're doing something illegal, if that's how you're making your living. So if you're a law-abiding citizen, you can't protect yourself. And obviously, if you have an illegal pot growing operation, you don't care about, you know, owning illegal weapons or carrying them illegally. Um, so it was, it was just so, it was kind of sad, you know, to see a community that could be so incredibly beautiful just because of what you're surrounded by, just ruined by this subculture. And then we drove into Idaho and um, took my son for a haircut. And I sent you a picture of this, Scott. Like, yep. The guy cutting his hair was carrying a weapon, uh, you know, just open carrying because up there it's um, constitutional carry. So, I mean, he's, you know, cutting his hair and his guns out and um, he's got an American flag bib around my son. He's got a picture of his brother who um, served in Afghanistan, gave his life in Afghanistan. And um, there's no crime up there at all. Like could not be a better place to have a family or raise kids and so you see like the dichotomy in real life you know it's like here's a community where you're free to carry a weapon and um there's no crime and then here's another community that makes it terribly difficult for a law-abiding citizen to carry a weapon and you're liable to get killed if you wander onto somebody's property and don't know it. That's Uh, unbelievable. We're we're out of time for part one, but I want to circle back with you on part two. So please stay with us. Uh, We'll be right back with the Firing Line Radio Show. Have questions about handgun safety? 
local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM 590, The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that has accumulated in your bank account from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available. So if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free. So call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. AM 590, the answer. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. And welcome back to the Firing Line Radio Show. I am Scott McAfee. I'm the owner of Don's Bicycle Store in Rialto and Redlands, and I'm filling in for Philip Naiman this week. Phil, we'll be back with you next week. So I do want to point out the fact, yes, I am not a professional radio talk show host, just an incredible simulation. And we are talking about all kinds of different things on this show today. Uh, just finished up a segment with my favorite co-host, Jody Swan, who has bailed out of California on her way to Georgia. Uh, just shared a harrowing story of Humboldt County, how things are out of control. And it certainly illustrates how bad leadership can create just just a mess just a mess but you know wrapping it up i mean you're out of here you gave us a great indication of what's going on in different parts of our state you also gave a nice contrast of what it's like in idaho as well as where you're heading eventually in georgia too so um any final thoughts on that it's just you know it's just been really eye-opening to see it see such a real life example back to back you know we were in idaho like two days after that crazy experience in in Humboldt. And I wouldn't want that to to deter anybody from going to see the area. I think I would definitely go back, but probably like camp, like you don't want to stay in any of the local towns. That's for sure. Um, But I mean, what an education, you know, like I said, I'm 33 years old and had never experienced this firsthand. Obviously I've always been a very strong conservative, but to actually see the difference and experience the difference with my own two eyes and and with my kids has been very formative. Um, So yeah, it's, it's definitely true that, you know, keeping 
guns out of the hands of law-abiding citizens is a great way to wreck a community and create a vastly more unsafe society. Well, all right. Well, very good. I think that's a nice segue into my next segment. So as many of you know, I own a bicycle store and I was told a story by a customer. I'm not going to use his real name on the air. I'm going to call him Joe. But Joe shared a story with me that I thought was pretty, pretty powerful and pretty cool. And it's always stuck with me. And when I talked to Joe recently, we kind of reminisced about that story. And I wanted him to come on the air and kind of describe what happened to him. So, Joe, are you with us? I am. All right. Tell everybody on the air what happened to you on that wonderful morning uh, several years ago. Betty and I had decided to do a fire road or on our mountain bikes. It's a road that connects the Lytle Creek area north of Fontana over to the Mount Baldy area. It's very long. It's very remote. And it's quite a challenging climb. And we were probably about 10, maybe 12 miles into our climb. So we're 10 to 12 miles away from anything, away from a road. Uh, There's just absolutely nothing there. And we come around the corner on our mountain bikes, and there is a Jeep stopped right in the center of the trail, completely blocking the trail on the side of the mountain. And there are two, excuse me for saying it, but they look like skinheads, (laughs) young 20-year-old guys, shaved heads, tattoos, um, just leaning against the Jeep, staring right at us, um, arms crossed. And we had, I don't know, maybe 30, 40 feet before we saw them. And it's like, you know, you just come around the corner. It's like, road's blocked. Okay. I tried to think the best. Um, We stopped the bikes, take off my backpack, you know, throw it on the seat real quick, just so you, you can cool down a little bit. And we're talking for a few minutes. And they start you know, commenting on the bikes. And we do have very nice bikes, which we bought, you know, Don's bikes in Rialto. Um, Beautiful, intense, you know, high-end bikes. And they're talking about, you know, they're starting to comment on how the bikes look like they're worth more than their Jeep is. And I'm I'm trying to downplay that. It's like, no, 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 you know, they're they're just cheap bikes. And they start talking about, you know, how fast the bikes look, how nice they look. And then the conversation starts getting into how remote we are, how we're so far away from anything. And they're right. We're at an elevation of about 6,000 feet above the basin. You can't see anything. I mean, there's just nothing anywhere. You could scream all you want, nothing would happen. You could fire a gun, nothing would happen. Nobody would ever hear it. And the conversation just started kind of going downhill from there. Then another comment was made about, you know, how fast they could leave the area, you know, having a Jeep and all that kind of good stuff. And at that point, it seemed like it was kind of a tipping point. Um, I had mentioned that that, once they had made that comment, I mentioned that, you know, everything looks good, everything looks fast, but you need to be able to travel about 1,352 feet per second. And they both looked at me very confused. You know, well, what's, why is that? And I explained that the 357 Magnum that I have travels at about 1,350 feet per second. You definitely want to be faster than that. And they both got quiet and looked at me and then looked at my buddy. And it's like, you have a gun? It's like, yeah. Where's it? In my hand, in my backpack. And I did. When I had taken my camel pack, it's a um, hydration device. Holds our water, holds you know emergency supplies. And I'd set it on the seat, 
I keep that part open, um, specifically because we do bike in such remote areas, um, whether it's a bear, wild dogs, or in this case, people that, you know, perhaps had you know, not the best of intentions. Um, it was unzipped. The second I took the pack off and just rested it on my seat, my hand was in. It was actually on the handle of a North American, or excuse me, American Derringer Corporation 357 38 special two shot revolver or two shot um, pistol. And as soon as I mentioned that I had a gun and it was in my hand and they could see my hand was in my backpack, they got very polite. They got in their Jeep and they left. And about a minute later, my buddy looked at me and he's like, you, you have a gun? He's like, yeah. And I pulled it out and he's like, oh my God. He goes, I'm so glad. And that's kind of where we left it. I never had to pull it out, but it just had a very negative feeling up there. Things were going very badly, very quickly in the conversation. And we were too remote. And at that point, I was probably in my early 40s. My buddy was in his, you know, mid-50s. And we got a pair of 20-year-olds here that probably could have kicked our butt. Uh, Not to mention, depending on what they had with them. So it's the only time I've ever really felt that I was in danger and absolutely nothing I could do about it. And I was so glad that I wasn't just bluffing because I'm not sure I would have had the nerve to bluff having a gun. So for us, it worked out that day. We were able to continue our ride, have a nice story, and, you know, things didn't go bad. So that's pretty much what happened. Well, that's pretty scary stuff, and certainly it illustrates the point of why we need to occasionally protect ourselves, you know, because that could have gone really, really bad. I mean, as you're talking, as you're retelling this story, you know, I'm thinking to myself, what if you didn't have that? What could have happened to you? And we don't know, and thank God we don't know, you know. But that yeah. could have been really, really bad. You could have ended up dead. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that yeah. could have been really, really awful. So that- well, we're far enough away up there that even in the summertime, just losing your bikes, you could be dead. Yeah, there's yeah. no communication. There's no cell towers. There's nothing. And it's just, you know, if you don't have the ability to get out before you bake to death, it could be serious. Right. Right. Well, very good. I appreciate you coming on and telling us that story. That's super powerful. And uh, I will be talking to you soon. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Okay. Thank you, Scott. And you have a great day. All right. You too, man. Take care. Bye. Um, I do want to share actually one quick story regarding gun safety. We're going to switch topics to gun safety. This is a story I haven't told you, Jody, but there's a place called Hodge Road, which is about 10 miles north off of Victorville. And this is where we go and shoot. It's kind of a shooting area where you can go and it's kind of wide open. You set up your targets and you kind of have at it. So I went up there with my son and uh, a friend of his, uh, it's been several months ago, and there's some people probably four, I don't know, a couple hundred, four or five hundred yards to my left, and they're shooting. And then I went out and set up my targets uh, at Hodge Road, and I'm setting up my targets, and all of a sudden I feel this scratch across my back. And I'm thinking, was that what I thought that was? And sure enough, a ricochet from the people shooting to my left bounced off and scraped across my back. And I oh went, my gosh. Yeah, no kidding. So I went back and I showed my, I pulled up my shirt and I showed my son. I go, is this, 
is this what I think this is? And it's, yeah, there's like this two or three inch scratch that went across my back where a bullet wow. ricocheted and grazed me. So, the, you know, the, the, my, my initial thought was, you know, at the time I was like, oh, well, I guess I just got grazed by a bullet. I mean, it was almost surreal. Uh, but look, I want to emphasize this story because when you go to places like Hodge Road or these open areas, be careful, please. Be careful. Look around. Stay the hell away from everybody else. Um, you know, th- these are guns are no joke. And I often thought to myself, I was driving home. I mean, what are the odds? That bullet could have gone a million different directions. What are the odds of it like just scraping across my back? If if I was like one inch <laughs> closer one way or the other, it had probably taken me out. But uh, anyways, yeah. so let, th- let that be a lesson to you. Again, you go to these open areas where people should please be careful. A lot of times people are not following proper safety protocol. So uh, you got to keep your eyes open. Anyways, uh, that's it for part two of the Firing Line Radio Show. Please stay tuned for part three. We'll be right back after these messages. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. AM 590, the answer. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! And welcome back to the Firing Line Radio Show. I am Scott McAfee. I'm the owner of Don's Bicycle Store in Rialton, Redlands. Filling in for Philip Naiman. Phil is out this week. He'll be back next weekend. Joining me... On the show is my favorite co-host, Jody Swan, a.k.a. That Conservative Girl. Jody, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. I know we were talking um, just with our last guest regarding a CCW, and uh, fortunately, I live in San Bernardino County, which is one of the more CCW-friendly areas to actually get a gun. And my reasoning, by the way, for getting one in the first place, as as you recall, Jody, the terrorist attack uh, real close from here, gosh, I mean, it's literally a couple miles from the studio uh, where the San Bernardino County uh, Regional Center was attacked uh, by a couple of Muslim extremists back in 2015. A good friend of mine who was one of the lead detectives on that case, I, I remember trying to get a hold of him after this happened because, you know, they hadn't really declared it a terrorist attack at that time. So when I finally got him on the phone, I said, number one, first question, was this a terrorist attack? And his answer was, yes, it was. And he said, we are at war and you need to get your CCW. And that's pretty much what he told me. So that kind of prompted me to get one. And, you know, I know when I'm actually an usher at our local church and when I've been in in the back there ushering people in, I'm looking around and I'm thinking, you know what? If there was a gunman at that entrance and a gunman at this entrance, they we would be like sitting ducks in this place. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could just yeah. mow us down and you wouldn't be able to run or go anywhere. So 
that's one of the instances where I, I do carry because I think that the odds of people surviving an incident like that are definitely far better if somebody like myself has a firearm and I'm at least trained in how to use it. I'm a decent shot. Um, and I, I want to continue my training so I can get, get better. I don't think you can get too much training. That's one of the things they emphasize when you take these classes is get regular mm-hmm. training, you know, so you know what you're doing and you know how to handle a situation like that. Um, I do want to segue into the governor's race because obviously we have a recall election. And one thing I need to emphasize to everyone who's listening is because a lot of people think, oh, well, Governor Newsom's already been recalled. No, he hasn't. All we have is now a ballot (laughs) initiative to get him recalled. But you will receive a ballot. You need to vote. Do two things. Vote to recall Governor Newsom. And the second thing you need to do is select your candidate of who will replace him. And I got to tell you, a couple of months ago uh, when the recall was kind of going on, I'm thinking, well, that's all well and good. It's great that people put this energy into, into making this recall happen. But... But what's our plan once he's gone? In other words, who's going to replace Gavin or Newsom? Uh, Gavin Newsom, Gavin,er the Gavin,er. Um, and let's, <laughs> let's face, yeah, let's face it. Uh, John Cox is a never Trumper who has zero personality and ran an absolutely abysmal campaign last time. Caitlyn Jenner. Okay. Um, look, I have a master's. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have a master's degree in clinical psychology. I think gender dysphoria is a mental illness, and there's no way the guy in the skirt is going to win. It's just, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Sorry. Not going to happen. So I'm thinking, who's going to replace this? I mean, who literally has a shot at it? And then out of nowhere, Larry Elder announces his candidacy for governor. I'm thinking, finally, we actually have somebody that I think could galvanize. Uh, the Republicans hopefully swing over a bunch of disenfranchised Democrats. Um, he has everything that I think would be fantastic in a candidate. He's literally been defending conservative ideals and principles for decades. He's been debating these issues. Um, you know, obviously, we we all know him from this station, uh, but he definitely has national name recognition and just seems like a really great guy. Uh, which is why, and I'm reminding everybody, we are doing a fundraiser for Larry Elder on August the 26th. It's at the Marconi Auto Museum. We call it Make America Laugh Again. It's a conservative comedy show and dinner. Um, it is, again, August 26th. If you want to buy tickets, go to Mala Comedy, M-A-L-A Comedy.com and buy tickets. We hope you can make it. I'm going to be the MC. Joey, let's talk about Larry Elder, though. What, what do you like about Larry Elder yourself? Honestly, I was shocked and ecstatic when he announced, I just, you know, he's so successful and I, at what he does and, you know, he's such a voice in the conservative movement that he almost doesn't have to lower himself to running for office. If you know what I mean? Because that's just, I mean, somebody like that, who wants to run for office, right? Right. You're going to be vilified. People are going to dig up everything they possibly can about your life and your family's life. And it's like, you know, it's almost like, why would somebody like that who's already making such a tremendous difference um, want to run? And so I was so incredibly happy that he did because I'm a huge fan, obviously. But I think um, the thing that I would want to emphasize to everybody is that You know, Elder is a smart guy, right? He's not going to spend the time and money to run a race like this unless he knows he can win. There's so many times people run for office. You know this, Scott. I mean, we've, you know, helped campaign for a lot of people and you almost, you know, you want to help them out and you want to 
you want to help them get there, but you also just kind of know you're, you're fighting an uphill battle and it's probably not going to happen. Larry Elder is a smart guy. He wouldn't be doing this unless he could win. And I do think the best way for a Republican to win in California is during a recall election. So, you know, for those conservatives who are kind of uh, just over it, and I got there myself, you know, being being a conservative in California, go out and vote because Larry Elder could actually win this. So your vote absolutely matters. I think your points are great. And let's face it, the best and the brightest typically just don't run. They don't run because running is a headache. It's a pain in the neck. And that's why I've even heard like I think Dennis Prager said, yeah, I wouldn't mind being the governor. I just don't want to run. And I thought that was the same case for Larry Elder, which was I was rather pleasantly surprised when he did decide to run. Um, so yeah. And I think, look, let's, let's not split this ticket a thousand different ways. I forget how many people are actually on the ballot. I think it's like 85 or something ridiculous, but you know, people need to unify behind, behind one candidate and let's just be real. Mm -hmm. This guy's got the best shot of anybody of pulling it off. So anyways, please support Larry Elder. Go to his website, which is electelder.com. Come to our event, malacomedy.com. Uh, you'll have a great time. I promise you, Larry will be there and, uh, and look forward to a great event. So, uh, so everybody needs to get out, do their part. I do want to segue into a next in another category, another topic, I should say, and that is the January sixth event and how we actually seem to have what I would say political prisoners in the United States right now. Ed Hoffman and I in the main event interviewed a guy who actually live streamed the events of the January sixth insurrection, as it was called. What really weak insurrection. Nobody had any guns and nothing got taken over. Um, but you have literally, and I've got a list right in front of me. I'm looking at the list right now. It's like 500 people that are currently in jail in prison for misdemeanor crimes of trespassing, disorderly conduct. And some of these people are looking at years in prison, like years. Uh, we are literally interviewing another guy. Um, his, this gentleman's name is Sakaya Masakoy. He's an actor in LA. The FBI did a pre-dawn raid at his apartment. They put him in cuffs. They took him outside. They put his roommates in cuffs. There's kids in the, in the place. They're crying. Um, they interrogated him for a full day, but there was no charges. Uh, they basically just wanted to scare him and scare us into not acting, not speaking out, because this could happen to you. I guess the scary thing about this new fascism that I'm seeing, because I know they call us fascists, right? There's Antifa, which is anti-fascist, but isn't it kind of ironic? It seems like with the left, they call you what they are. So, like, nobody's wanting to, like, throw them in jail or or censor them or take away their rights, their their legal rights, but that seems to be happening to us, and it's it's scary to watch this transition happen. As a matter of fact, um, I don't know, Jody, your, your thoughts on this. Yeah, I mean, it's scary to watch it happen. But at the same time, it's scary that we are not being allowed to watch it happen because um, it's so covered up and no one will report on it. I mean, that was one of the big reasons that I sort of like was very disenfranchised with journalism and kind of got out of that industry. Because if you are someone who's willing to, you know, report on these sorts of things, um, you you're called a conspiracy theorist, you're driven out of town, you are discredited. um, And that's the best case scenario. Worst case scenario, obviously, is that they shut you down completely. Um, They don't just make a fool out of you. So it's not just that this is happening that's scary. It's that no one is allowed to know about it. 
I mean, nobody that I know besides you, Scott, knows that 500 people are in prison for this. Nobody that I know besides you and, you know, a couple of our friends um, know what happened to Baked Alaska. Nobody knows. And yet it's a massive story huge story okay because are we living in america or living in russia or north korea because if that is something that would happen in one of those countries right and we're not the public is like not allowed to know about this and that's almost scarier to me than the fact that it's actually happening right and you look at what's going on in places like cuba you know where they're trying to uh, you know fight against these tyrannical governments and that's really why when you think about it why we got our second amendment right to begin with was to be able to stand up against our own tyrannical government um and it seems like those rights are being taken away that's about all we have time for for part three of the firing line radio show i'll be right back with part four have questions about handgun safety local sports shooting events or your second amendment rights just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. AM590, the answer. Yes! Great hunter. Yes? Yes. Fine figure of a man. Yes? Yes? Yes. That is all you need to know for now. And welcome back to the Firing Line Radio Show. I am Scott McAfee. I'm the owner of Don's Bicycle Store in Rialto and Redlands, and I'm filling in for Philip Naiman this week. Phil is out. He will be back with you next week. On the show with me, my favorite host, Jody Swan, a.k.a. That Conservative Girl. Jody, welcome back. Hey, hey, hey. You know, that clip, actually, that uh, that Phil just played, or that the Phil plays for his show is from Jeremiah Johnson. That's Robert Redford. And I occasionally do tell that to my wife, by the way, I go fine figure of a man. Yes. And I make her say yes. So <laughs> That was such a perfect clip for what we're going to talk about. <laughs> I just have to say that like whoever 
was it Dan? Was it who, who came up with that? That was perfect. Yeah. I think Phil decides these little clips that he puts on this show. Um, I do want to wrap up regarding the January 6th insurrection. Last night I was driving home and I listened to a debate of some of the gubernatorial candidates. Um, Larry Elder wasn't in this panel, but I did listen to some of the debates and they seem to want to one up with another. So how much they condemned the insurrection of January 6th. These are Republicans, mind you. I strongly in the strongest terms condemn the violence. And and I'm like, I just it just makes me want to vomit when you look at the reality of what happened to January 6th. It, what we know now, what do we know now that wasn't even discussed uh, on that debate was that the FBI seemed to have instigated a lot of this. They had at least 12 or I'm sorry, 20 FBI agents undercover that were helping to stoke this problem. The other thing that came out of my interview with Baked Alaska on at Hoffman's show was that there was zero Antifa presence on January 6th. That was the most important. There was, you couldn't see them anywhere. Why couldn't you see them anywhere? It's because they had infiltrated the Trump people, and those were the people that were breaking windows and causing problems. Basically, this whole thing was a big, fat setup, and that's what needs to come out. And it's it's just scary now that we're seeing this vast overreach of the federal government. We're talking about how there's at least 500 people, at least, I'm looking at their names right now, that are currently in prison for who knows how long. And these are for misdemeanor charges, misdemeanors. And these people are potentially facing years in prison. And now, they, of course, they've launched that they're going to launch this congressional investigation. Nancy Pelosi feels it her obligation to just keep stoking this this nonsense. I do want to kind of close out the show on some fun stuff. Obviously, the Olympics are still going on. And I, like so many other people, I'm not even watching any of this. (laughs) The ratings are in the toilet for the Olympics. I mean, to the point where apparently NBC is going to have to like refund a bunch of money to advertisers. Because I guess I guess when you advertise in the Olympics, you're guaranteed X amount of viewership and it's like been an abysmal failure and 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 why has it been a failure well i don't know about you jody but maybe part of it is like our own athletes taking knees to the national anthem and denigrating our flag i don't know what do you think well absolutely i mean the whole uh you know premise that rallied the public around sporting events was nationalism right you're proud of your country you're proud to see um you know, people from your country who have just become the best in the world and and they're competing to be the best in the world. And so when you're so proud of that, and then you have to tune in and see people taking a knee or turning away from the flag or just acting like, I don't know if I'm allowed to, I don't know what I'm allowed to say. Probably not. You know know what I'm getting at. Morons. Morons. (laughs) Yeah. They're acting like morons. You know, it's like, why do you want to watch? They're, totally just like slapping in the face the whole reason that you tune in to watch it is because you're proud of your country and you're you know you want to see your country win you know and they're they're just kind of like giving the middle finger to the american flag so why would we want to you know it's the same reason that the nfl's ratings are down that's really interesting though that they're going to have to refund advertisers i didn't realize that i mean come on like when are people going to wake up you know I, at least we're putting um you know at least they're hitting them where it hurts i guess well no their for sure books. yeah for sure and i don't know if they actually have to write them a check i think they just have to give them free ads going forward so basically, it's costing them money. And you can you imagine a Chinese athlete doing this? Can you imagine? No. Yeah. What would happen to a Chinese athlete who denigrated his own flag? Huh? He would be whisked away and never heard from again. Would be my guess. Um, some of to me, yeah. some of the the most significant events of the Olympics was you know there's this transgender weightlifter named Laurel Hubbard from New Zealand. Actually, if you haven't seen this person. 
pretty much looks like a guy to me. Uh, but this yeah. person failed to meddle. Now, you would think if I was a biological guy, I would beat the other chicks. But this guy is not good enough to even beat the chicks. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he looks like a 45-year-old you know, couch potato who rolled off the couch and goes, you know, I think I'm going to go into powerlifting and get a medal for New Zealand. So he manages to qualify and get on their team. But he didn't even make it on the podium. So I think that's kind of bad. I mean, it's kind of bad when you're a tranny and you can't even beat the chicks. That's just my observation. We also had the purple, the purple-headed, angry, moron soccer player, uh, Megan Rapinoe. And, you know, their team's getting beat. I don't know if you knew that. But they lost to yeah. Sweden, and they just lost again to Canada, which I guess is, I don't know if it ever happened, maybe 30 years ago or something. So I'm literally rooting for my own team to lose. How sad is that? Right? Uh, so sad, yeah. Right. So that's going on. You also had this hammer thrower, Gwen Berry, who was another, you know, person, the anti-American hater type person. And apparently in the hammer throw, she got 11th out of 12th. So I think there's some <laughs> karma going on here, Jody. You know? <laughs> yeah. If you hate the U.S. and you're vocal about this, it seems like you're getting beat. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I, by the same token, you know, why people t- tune in, it's like, why do people go to the Olympics? Why do they work so hard and give their all to win? You're doing that to bring home the gold for your country. So if you hate your country, if you have a deep-seated resentment for America, why try your heart out to bring home the gold, you know, with that flag on your back? Why? Why right. do it? You know, it makes sense to me why they're not winning. No, for sure. There's and, no pride anymore. Yeah, you know, and, and it's it's in, the one bright spot in all of this. Uh, there was a wrestler named Tammy Stock, and apparently she won gold. It was the first gold medal, I think, ever won by by an African-American woman for wrestling. And, uh, and she said how proud she was to represent the United States. I don't have the clip for her, but the long and short of it was she was proud to represent the United States, so excited. I mean, it was kind of like... I almost wanted to cry when I heard this. It was like, thank God there's at least somebody out there that, you know, Mm -hmm. has some integrity that, that has, you know, pride in the country that has done so much for all of us. Um, so that was, that was really, uh, exciting for me to hear. It was kind of like, okay, that made up for a lot of this other garbage, but you know, the point is the damage has already been done. I mean, people are tuning out. Um, nobody cares about women's soccer. I mean, so many fans have been alienated. It's just a shame. It's just a shame. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to end on a fun, fun, fun note. And um, just to let you know uh, the latest uh, status of the commander in chief, Joe Biden, uh, who, by the way, seems to be getting worse. Whatever Joe Biden has, whether it's dementia or whether it's Alzheimer's, whether it's Asperger's, which, by the way, would make a terrible name for a fast food chain. Whatever it is that Joe Biden has, it is getting worse and worse and worse. And I have a few of uh, this. This is actually from Joe Biden's recent town hall on CNN. He's being interviewed by Don Lemon or Lamont, whatever, however you pronounce this guy's name. And Lamont just standing there asking this guy's questions, trying to like trying to it's like the emperor's new clothes. You got to pretend like like there's something going on. So can we play the first of three clips, please, of Joe Biden's press conference, uh, his town hall on CNN? President. You've been the big guy for six months now in the White House. Can you take us behind the scenes something that was extraordinary or unusual that happened that stands out to you? Yeah, Mr. President, you didn't close the door, Mr. President. What the hell are you going out at this time for? You know, um, you know, it's it's a it's it's a wonderful honor. <laughs> As you can tell, I hope I have very good manners, but I'm not very hung up on uh, 
protocol. <laughs> and uh, I uh, and the Secret Service is wonderful. OK, well, there you go. Kind of a little uh, disjointed uh, conversation there. Um, here's another clip uh, as Don Lemon struggles to try and, like, make sense out of what Joe's saying. You, you, you got the vaccination? Yeah. Are, are, you, are, are you OK? I mean, you seem no, it works. Or, you, you know, or, 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 or the mom and dad. Or, 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 or the neighbor or when you go to church or when you're no, no I, I, I really mean it. There are trusted interlocutors. Think of the people. If, if your kid wanted to find out whether or not there were there's a man on the moon or whatever, you know, something or, you know, whether those aliens are here or not. You know, who are the people they talk to beyond the kids who love talking about it? Everybody's just pretending like Jody's dying laughing. I'm watching her right now via Zoom. <laughs> Everybody's dying in the studio here. What? What is this? What is this? If you think it couldn't get any worse, let's play that final clip, Dan. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are. Why can't the 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 experts say we know that this virus is in fact uh, um, uh, it's it, going to be. Uh, or excuse me, we, we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I almost feel bad for the people interviewing him yes. because he's so incoherent that, like, how do you ask a follow-up question? You don't know what he just said. <laughs> no. Well, that's all we have time for in the Firing Lane Radio Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Phil will be back with you next week. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. I'd like to introduce you to a new sponsor to the show, Sean Gibbs of Ask Defensive Training Company. They're in Redlands, California. They also sell guns and ammo. But the most important thing that they have for you here today is their training courses. Ask, kind of an interesting name. Why would you call it that for guns and ammo? Well, Ask stands for Attitude, Skills, and Knowledge. And that's what they focus on at Ask Defensive Training. Sean has basic courses for a first-time gun buyer. If you're not familiar with your firearm, you want to be able to use it safely, perfect place for that. He has also additional courses for defensive handgun, advanced handgun, and even learning how to shoot a firearm in low light situations. Bring your mag light. So folks, check them out at askdefensive.com, A-S-K, defensive.com for a schedule of classes. He's got a great store in there too. So buy what you want, train what you want, askdefensive.com. AM 590, the answer.